0: Welcome back to the Genuinely Care About You podcast. I am your host, Christina Wilcox, where we talk about everything related to mental health and things that I like, religious trauma, all the things. I hope you have had a good week. I don't know if you remember if you've listened to episode two that I said I would record part two of like my travel experience and OCD on Saturday. Well, it's Tuesday and we're recording it Tuesday night, (laughs) so it didn't really go exactly to plan, but that's totally fine. I just want to give a quick shout out to my husband, Noah because this truly would not be possible without him. He has been editing all of the audio and video and setting up all of the lighting and just doing everything to make it so easy for me to do this. I literally just sit on the couch and speak and he does pretty much everything else. So um, I'm super grateful for him and just want to give him that little shout out. Uh, so this is part two to my traveling overseas experience. Um, last episode, I talked about the fun experiences I had while traveling and some of my favorite places that we went. It was a very raw, out of breath episode. <laughs> I am just as tired as that like i'm just as tired as i said in that last video but i'm definitely feeling much more much more relaxed i do have a weighted blanket if you have a weighted blanket i highly recommend snuggling up with it if you're able have some tea or coffee or a beverage you enjoy um yeah, feeling a little bit more relaxed. Um, So before we dive into part two, I guess I'll do a little like week recap. Um, I started my new job this week. Uh, I'm only on day two, so I don't really have much to say. It definitely is super exciting. I think this is like definitely, it feels like the most big girl job I've had which is interesting um but I also it's just like hard transitioning to a new job I think I'm someone who really struggles with change and when I got laid off very unexpectedly in November that was very hard for me to process and then kind of being for the most part, unemployed besides a couple little things throughout the holidays and into January. Um, I got used to, I feel like I had one week where I had a routine I was used to, and now I'm starting something different and it's really difficult for me to adjust. It like sits in my body in a very tense way. But we are making it. Again, weighted blanket time, self-care. No one. I played Mario Kart last night for a while, which I'm not sure if that was self-care because I got so <laughs> mad <laughs> while playing. Um, but I was, I mean, I had fun. It's like a fun mad, you know? Um, and then hopefully after this, since we'll have more time in between, uh like recording and editing because last week again we just did it all on Thursday um hopefully tonight we'll just get to relax and be together and maybe watch a show or something but besides that I'm trying to think if there's anything else notable that happened not notable but it's really cold in Colorado at the moment especially in the Denver area that we are in it was like negative 10 or 4 the other day the low today was 3 it's gonna slowly start warming up but since our three years of living here this has definitely been the coldest and I've been leaning into all the hygge practices to get me through poor Moose when he I don't know if you can hear the plane I guess the plane that's going by um when he goes outside and it's this cold we put him in his little hoodie and his feet get so uncomfortable that he'll just start like walking on three legs or two legs because he's just so or he'll just like sit down in the snow and look up at us like why save me um so I'm looking forward to the even just like warmer winter temperatures so that we can go on walks and just exist a little more comfortably but i think did i had i finished a man called uva in the last episode or did i say i was close to finishing it because i think i did finish it after i filmed that okay a man called Uva wrecked me. I have not wept after reading a book as hard as I did. I don't know if I've ever cried that hard after reading a book. My God. Like, oh, again, I posted all of this, I think, on my Instagram story. I just like whoever decided to cast Tom Hanks as Uva or Otto in the re- the film adaptation just new man it's good casting it's offensive casting it's so good I'm waiting for the movie to be available on some streaming platform because I would like to be under my weighted blankets <laughs> while watching it because I know I'm going to sob it just man I feel like I still need to process everything it made me feel. It just was incredible. Like it's definitely look up trigger warnings before reading it cuz there's a lot of upsetting language and themes. Um but man, that book made me feel 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 feel. I'm still it's going to stick with me. The story's going to stick with me for a while maybe not even the story. I don't know. It's just such a beautiful display of how community can literally change the trajectory of your life. Uh, it's so beautiful. So beautiful. Um, okay. I think with that, I'm gonna head into talking about what it was like to travel with OCD. The idea of actually, I mean, I'm sure I was going to talk about it on the podcast regardless, but the idea to talk about it really came from being overseas and having this very intense resurgence of OCD. It's hard to talk about, I don't know what to call them, I guess those perhaps maybe with OCD or um, a similar mental illness can relate. Whenever I talk about OCD getting really bad, I don't know what to call it because it's never easy. Like when I live my life, OCD is never easy. It's never not happening. But sometimes it's just really bad. And it makes it very difficult to function as a human and though I knew like obviously when I was going on this trip I knew that I was still a person that had OCD and ADHD and like I knew traveling overseas wasn't gonna be easy but I think I always envisioned myself going to Europe without OCD like uh, a me that existed without OCD and that if I went to Europe it just would like disappear while I was there which is a weird thing to admit that I like secretly thought in my head but yeah I usually I guess even before we get further I will put like a little trigger warning that I will be talking about my full experience with OCD and I will try not to get too detailed but I also want to be pretty honest about what I experienced since a lot of people were interested in yeah what it's like to travel overseas with OCD and obviously I'm speaking from my very very subjective Christina personhood experience and not the community of people with OCD. This is solely what I experienced. I also am relatively newly diagnosed. I was diagnosed for the first time with OCD at the beginning of 2021. So I'm coming up on two years of knowing that I have OCD, though I have had symptoms my whole life. And I definitely am going to do a podcast as well about my whole experience with getting diagnosed and how I figured out um, that I had a OCD all of that but I just want to put that disclaimer slash trigger warning um, if any of this would be upsetting or activating to you do not push yourself to listen I am one of those people that pushes myself to listen too much to things that I'm really maybe not ready for or it's just too hard so I just want to say that like You really don't have to listen if it's going to be distressing. Um, Know your limits and know your boundaries. And yeah. So anyway, I guess I will start with what, again, I was expecting for OCD to kind of disappear while I was overseas. And I didn't even realize that until I was like actively in Europe experiencing OCD and I have never been amazing at flying, like, or being on planes or in airports. Um, but it definitely, once I, like, was in late high school, early college, um, flying started to become more difficult. I would say flying on planes has been it's like at its worst since like 2019 up until now it's definitely gotten better I would say it was really in the thick of it in 2019 2020 I didn't go on any airplanes but 2021 um yeah I tend to have panic attacks while in the airport in the air turbulence is very difficult for me as it is with many people but um I truly like I have a lot of intrusive thoughts while being on a plane and while being in the airport and on our way to so our flight how we flew to Europe we flew from Denver to London London to Paris Paris to Lisbon then Lisbon back to Paris and then Paris to Philadelphia and Philadelphia to Denver. So it was a lot. No one, I have never been on that many flights and like in a row like that. Um, So it was our first experience doing that, being in new airports. And I think anyone who has a mental or developmental disorder knows that new environments um, can sometimes be the most triggering or activating for whatever you struggle with. And I, again, I just was kind of in this, uh, I don't know, like I was, I had rose colored glasses of like going to Europe and what I would feel. And don't get me wrong. I had moments on the trip where I felt, again, it felt magical to be there and to experience what I was experiencing but there was a lot of grief when I started to come to terms with just how OCD was showing up on this trip. It, I started to be outside of my window of tolerance whenever we landed in Lisbon. I had gone all three flights without having a panic attack, which was a shock to me. Um, I was struggling with compulsions during the flight to Paris, to Lisbon, but I wasn't having, I wasn't hyperventilating, which I will take every day of the week. (laughs) Um, But when we landed in Lisbon, I just was met with this intrusive thought that no one i were going to get arrested for some reason um that we didn't go through customs correctly or something like just this idea that we were going to get stuck in a foreign country like under false pretenses and that started to happen like on our taxi to our airbnb And so I started to get very um, flustered. And then when we got dropped off near our Airbnb, where Airbnb was like you had to walk there, it wasn't a street that you could take with a car and we got lost finding it. And it was dark, cobblestone streets, no street lighting. Like, I don't know if you've ever been to Lisbon, um, but it's. I'm I'm sure it wasn't as sketchy as it felt Um, but when I was already thinking that again having intrusive thoughts that the police were following us or that we had committed a crime or or had broken a law without knowing and we're walking up these hills trying to find this Airbnb and getting lost I started to panic And when we finally made it to our Airbnb, I also started to have a lot of intrusive thoughts about contamination with water, with food, with even air, like, and that's the thing. We were 100% safe, like though there are risks when you travel, like we were in a safe area Everything really was fine. And I know I don't have to explain myself in this because I'm talking about OCD. And OCD is a doubt disorder. But I just want to emphasize how painfully irrational OCD is. And by the time we were going to sleep... I was very unwell like there have been very few times where I have like woken Noah up in the middle of the night because of how bad obsessions were um but I did while we were in Lisbon I was compulsively googling about um like custom laws people getting arrested in other countries like googling just was compulsively googling I started to pick apart my skin I was going to the bathroom or like I had to pee every three minutes (laughs) and I just was caught in this cycle I was starting to like shake like literally tremble um it was awful, absolutely awful. And the following morning, um, we, another part of what made this scary is just as a heads up, if you're ever going to Europe, definitely buy either an e-SIM card or SIM card when you get there, because you won't have data if you're coming from America, like you have to buy a plan beforehand, which we didn't, Like we knew, but we thought it was going to be easier and it wasn't. I mean, it was fine, but we finally were able to have access to data. So again, like having a navigation system or not having a navigation system for like the first maybe like 32 hours of our trip, that was also contributing to my intrusive thoughts um, but the following morning we went to a breakfast place I was really looking forward to going to. I was so excited for the food and when the food came, I took one bite and could not eat it because of the intrusive thoughts about being contaminated, getting food poisoning, getting a disease. Again, this was such a beautiful breakfast spot. The food tasted so good. Like, this was one of. I think this is when I started to get very, like, freaked out by how bad OCD was getting or was appearing on this trip. It's even hard to talk about, guys. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's difficult to talk about. I. Yeah, it's really hard to talk about. And even as I'm recounting it, it's hard not to get stuck in my brain. But I started to get very freaked out because this was the first time where I was fully nauseated to the point of like wanting to vomit because of the fear of contamination like I could not and I'm not someone who like doesn't eat their food um, unless it's like a food aversion for the most part I will like eat stuff I love again because this was like food I was looking forward to and I had wanted to try and whatever they were safe foods for me as well and even Noah was like oh my gosh I can't believe that like it just was shocking that I couldn't even get myself to eat my food because of how how distressing my obsessions were and It got to the point where I ended up texting my therapist because I just could not get unstuck by myself. And that is also when I decided to post about what I was experiencing in part on my stories, my Instagram stories, because I felt so alone. Oof, sorry. I'm hoping I'm not going to get too emotional, but it is difficult to talk about because as so many of you as well responded which can I just say that I had I think about 200 plus people respond to those stories with their own experiences either about a loved one who has OCD or because they have OCD themselves and it literally brought me to tears because I felt so alone and as many of you also Related to or empathized with when you are dealing with that kind of. um, When you're dealing with mental illness, it affects you, but it affects the people around you as well. And I just felt so ashamed and guilty to be in this much distress on a trip that Noah and I had hoped for, prayed for, saved for for a long time and yeah so I texted my therapist I shared a little bit on my Instagram stories about it and I started to feel a lot better around towards the end of our second day in Lisbon and I felt pretty good I felt really good in Paris for some reason But OCD was still just as strong in Paris. Like my compulsions were really bad in Paris, but they were like, it's a weird situation when your compulsion masks, it disguises itself as like helping you because I was obsessed with speaking French correctly And I was like constantly Googling phrases, Googling pronunciation. Like we have to go into this restaurant the right way. We have to speak this in the right way. And again, like it is totally normal to go to a foreign country and want to learn the language and be respectful. But with to the extent that I was like, again, it's just OCD. It is a cycle you get stuck in and it's not um it feels out of your control and when I felt like I could have possibly offended someone or like I wasn't sure like I was still in a lot of distress in Paris but it really disguised itself as like I'm just concerned about being respectful um I didn't have the fear of contamination as much in Paris, but I definitely still had the fear that we were being followed by the police or by the FBI. Again, it's just a lot. Um, But on the way home, on the flight from Paris to Philadelphia, I ended up having, I think, three panic attacks on the plane and I had one or two on the plane ride from Philly to Denver so that was difficult but I will say out of so we had how many flights out of like six or seven flights only having like five panic attacks spread across those is pretty good for me so I'm counting it as a win um, also in Lisbon I ate a rotisserie chicken which if you fo- if you follow me you know that I you know my relationship with rotisserie chicken I have never been able to eat rotisserie chicken roast chicken like meat disgusts me <laughs> even though I eat some of it like it, it it's just a I don't know if it's completely OCD related or if it also has to do with sensory stuff, but it has always been like a huge food aversion for me. But this chicken was so good that I ate most of it. I got into, I got it, I was able to eat it until like my knife hit a bone and then I was like, "Mm -hmm, I'm out. (laughs) That was it for me, but I did it. That's like, again, I've never been able to do that. In my entire 25 years of living, I have never been able to eat a roast chicken. So not only did I eat a roast chicken, but I was in a different country overseas eating a roast chicken. It's such a huge win. Such a huge win. And though this is a little like back and forth, I wanted to touch on in Lisbon because they're also is an aspect of living with a mental or developmental disorder where you just have to laugh at yourself and laugh at what, not laugh at, like laugh with what's going on because sometimes there just isn't another way to cope. Um, So as I mentioned, I was struggling a lot with the fear of being contaminated And I always, too, have had a pretty intense fear of vomiting. It's not as bad anymore because I got really sick last year. And so I think I kind of like had exposure response therapy um, with my experience of being sick. Um, But I again, I used to have I would do anything not to not to vomit like I hate. mm, No, even still, it's not the best. Not that anyone enjoys, like, I just have never been, my friend Megan always, I forgot where she heard it, but she told me like, either you are a family that says go throw up or you're a family that says go to the bathroom. And I was a go to the bathroom family, if you catch my drift, um, but anyway, never have been a fan of always have been afraid of throwing up. While we were in Lisbon, we were at this restaurant and as we were sitting there all of a sudden I just kind of like hear this really weird muffled noise. And then it got louder until no one I realized that there is someone in like the restaurant bathroom like violently vomiting to the point where the staff the wait staff goes to the bathroom and they're like sir are you okay this man like comes out of the bathroom and he's like shaking and he like goes and sits in a booth an ambulance comes they're like literally giving him treatment in the restaurant and no and I looked at each other and I couldn't help but feel a little amused Because at that point, I literally was like, for real? For real? Really? Can I not have any moments of peace? Anyway, but it ended up being funny. I survived, and I believe the man survived as well. And also, on the plane ride from Paris to Philadelphia, there was also a woman who vomited on the plane a couple of times. And again, it was just like, I'm already having a panic attack. For real? But in a humorous way. Like, again, sometimes you do just have to laugh with what you struggle with. Because, you know, it is what it is sometimes. Um, But I did want to answer a couple of questions i got as well about my experience with ocd um while traveling um some of which i might have already talked about yeah someone asked how i do in airports um i struggle in airports it's kind of a hit or miss sometimes i like love the feeling of being in the airport specifically I like being early to the gate and I'm like getting a little coffee and I'm sitting waiting to board playing my little video game that's very enjoyable to me um the rest of it is pretty not like a sensory nightmare for me um it's really difficult I have learned um that having noise-canceling headphones for the plane and for the airport is very helpful for me. I make sure to, again, just like really, I guess, treat myself once I've gotten to the place where I need to board. But yeah, it's definitely, I have a lot of intrusive thoughts in the airport and it can be very distressing I learned this trip again that noise canceling headphones are pretty game changing for me and I will not be traveling without them (laughs) after having them on this trip it really made airports much more survivable and again I feel like I may not struggle as much as other people in airports I feel like I struggle more on planes Um, I yeah Planes are very difficult for me because of everything that I said. I also think I get like, I, I I guess it's claustrophobic maybe, but I really, I really don't like being on planes. I really don't like it. I don't like the feeling of being on the plane. I don't like feeling like I can't leave whenever I want. It's It's a very distressing experience and it ebbs and flows having noise canceling headphones was super helpful for me um what moment in dealing with your ocd made you proud i again was super proud that i had that chicken it literally is huge it was a very huge accomplishment for me And showed, I think even the fact that I was able to go to Europe, that I was able to go on all of these plane rides, that I was able to experience France and Portugal. And though there were really difficult moments, I really enjoyed myself. And that is something I never really thought I was going to be able to do. And so I think overall, the fact that I showed myself and proved to myself that OCD doesn't have to dictate my life, um, it will affect my life, but it doesn't have to rule and dictate my life. I think this trip and eating that chicken was like a huge distinction of that in my brain. So, I'm very proud of that, and I think the last question i'm gonna answer is what type of e r p did you do if any, while traveling to cope for those who don't know e r p is a um is short for exposure response prevention i didn't do any intentional e r p because literally just tra- the whole thing like When I texted my therapist about what I was experiencing, she really brought to light to me in my head, like how much literally just existing in the situation I was in was a giant exposure. Like it was so much at one time. It made total sense that it got to the point where I was like trembling in bed um, and hyperventilating. But I... Really? Again, I think, uh, I guess back to what I was proud of eating the chicken. I think another thing would be taking the photos I wanted to. I also kind of had a lot of intrusive thoughts of like, Paris people, or not Paris people, oh my gosh, (laughs) Parisians have to love me. Like, no Parisian can think I'm a tourist or no, like, I just was conducting myself internally in a very rigid way and I'm glad that I pushed past that to just like be a tourist and take the photos I wanted to and do the things I wanted to versus what like yeah I I constantly It's hard to answer that question because there really wasn't a time where I wasn't pushing myself through all of what was happening. Um, Yeah, I hope that this episode was maybe relatable or helpful for you. I know it was a lot. Uh, So if you feel a little heavy, it's okay. I feel a little heavy too do what you need to do to, um, take care of yourself. If it was like, if it affected you in any way, if you decided to push yourself to listen, definitely take care of yourself. If you are someone who has OCD or, um, talking about what I discussed could be triggering in some way. Um, but I appreciate you guys so much for wanting me to share about this again, since I'm newly diagnosed with really everything, (laughs) um that I've found out about in the last two years I really haven't had language or verbiage to talk about things that I have been dealing with my entire life and so being able to finally speak about it very freely and to people who are genuinely interested and genuinely care about me and about the topic of mental health and mental illness and I just think it's so so important and it's why I created this podcast is to have a space for this kind of mental dump to live because yeah I hope that this me sharing glimpses of how I have experienced OCD or ADHD or fill in the blank could help someone not only discover their own a diagnosis if that's necessary but just to f- not feel alone especially for me growing up in a really evangelical environment this it's I feel like even within the church it's become a lot easier to discuss mental health it's definitely not perfect and it's there's still so many obstacles to overcome but When I was growing up, it was not anywhere near how it is now. And I think that I hope that this can be a safe space to for anyone, um, no matter what you believe, no matter who you are. I just hope that. um, Yeah, that this can be somewhere where you can feel settled, that it's a soft place to land And yeah, I appreciate you guys listening to this episode. Again, I hope it was helpful um, or interesting. And I hope that you go throughout the rest of your week taking good care, genuinely caring about yourself and others. And I look forward to checking back in next week. It'll be... Yeah, I guess when this goes up, it'll be February. It's the last day of January right now. So I will see you next week for maybe a little little love-themed episode, perhaps. So yeah, love you guys and see you soon.